Blog Talk Radio. Good day, everyone. Welcome to the Neil and Christian Baker Psychic Hour. It, um, it's Wednesday, and it feels like it's been a really long time since we broadcast because it has because um, of the holiday, on account of the holiday. So it's been a week since we've been on the air, actually. So we hope those who celebrate Thanksgiving have a nice holiday. We obviously aren't big proponents of it. You less than me, I think, Neil. But uh, anyway, we hope everyone enjoyed their holiday. Our call-in number is 914-338-0164. Press 1 if you'd like to speak with us. And we would love it if you joined us on Facebook and on Twitter. Those accounts, I mean, I'm sorry, X, formerly known as Twitter. Those accounts are linked on our Blog Talk Radio profile um, where you may follow us as well. So, um, our homepage, you can follow. It's 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 weird, Blog Talk Radio, like I've mentioned before. It's like there's no, everything is automated. You can't reach a live person. It used to be that there were inboxes and there could be communication between the hosts and the listeners. Now, nothing. You can't, it does not provide any platform. And it would have been wise, I think, if they were going to evolve Blog Talk Radio into something more current. Um, because they it, they changed the interface of the show. I mean, it used to be much more um, rudimentary. But it would have been smart to make it more of a social media type platform so that people could interact with one another. And, you know, that's not what they did, which I think was a dumb place. Um, you got to figure that the first voice you do may hear will be a robot. Yeah. I like to Everything is moving through. You know, I actually was on Amazon, and now the descriptions of merchandise, the first description that you see is AI robot. It's AI. And I thought, this, I saw that today, and I thought, this is what we're moving to. I mean, we're eliminating the need for human beings. We're eliminating the need for human beings. Um, I mean, obviously, people have to program the robot, so that's there. But as far as, you know, people writing copy, there's, you know, you're letting robots do it. There was something that, there was something that I did, oh, I was, I I don't remember what I was doing, but it allowed me to write an AI, use AI. It was on eBay, actually. And I was like, what is this shit? I wouldn't write like this. I mean, it's not good. Well, in my I think, opinion, you know, humans have had their chance to take care of the planet, and they failed. So let robots have a go at it. Oh, I don't think that's a good take idea. Us all, let us all go down with the ship. I, it's uh, not a good viewpoint, in my opinion. But I'm all for robots. That's okay. So also, you know what? What's coming up? Our payment for to Blog Talk Radio. It's three hundred ninety nine dollars a year. Three hundred ninety nine dollars a year. You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. And we used to pay more than that because we were on the monthly plan paying $39 a month for like seven years until I said, let's pay this all at once. So it's, you know, there's a slight discount. $39 a month is like 
$480 a year or something like that. Yeah, so we're going to start a strong campaign for donations. I don't know if there's anybody listening. I mean, we have a chatter, but... You know, she's, radio station do talk. it. Uh, classical music station does it. God, they've got so many camp, money campaigns every time I turn it on. So we are asking if you like our show and you want to support it, Help us keep it on because that's a high price for us to pay for free readings uh, twice a week, every week of the year. Basically. So we are asking for donations, speaking. and we will be throughout the show and throughout our future shows to help us cover the cost of this uh, yearly do- um, requirement to stay on. <laughs> yeah, Jerry Lewis. <laughs> Jennifer yeah. says. Yeah. Um, we should have some entertainment at this telethon. Uh, this is called a psychothon, <laughs> and uh, we are um, we are asking for you to do to donate to the children of the planet who are in desperate need of readings. So well, you don't um, want to say desperate. Whatever you can give. Um, you don't want to say desperate. That's a, not a good. We're not desperate, but we're we're in need. Yes, um, of support for the show. For sure. Well, I would say it was somewhat desperate. Um, Will you not repeat that again? Or I'm going to close the show. <laughs> um, and, you know, we've been on the air. This is right at this point, our uh, 1,177 shows we've done since we started uh, Chris and I. And that was over 10 years ago. So we've been on the air for over 10 years, and that's longer than a TV series, maybe Wagon Train. <laughs> well, I feel, kind of feel like we're... Wagon Train used to be the number one hit on the wagon. Uh, but we've been on the air for over 10 years, and this is our 1,177th show. And I feel uh, like, you know, streamers and... And, and balloons should be flying from the ceiling. Or at least Mickey Mouse on a trampoline. Uh, this, the, so, and we've always been, you know, very gracious about giving readings and helping people. Yeah, we accommodate and, people. Uh, we did this as a service. This isn't free to be on the air. But yeah, this we did mention us. that. Uh, so, um, so throughout the month, we will be asking for donations. Anyone who can help. Uh, so be it. top spiritual gangsters. It's not Hanukkah yet, is it? What? It's not Hanukkah yet. I mean, no. So, um, what is Hanukkah? Uh, I hope I get a dreidel this year. So, oh, the eighth Hanukkah. So, what is it about today's topic? I don't know. What are we talking about? uh, A major concern. I don't know. We have no callers, so what are we talking about? Strange sights and sounds in the night. Well, Uh, are we going to be talking about this? We saw a a lighted spirit, uh, a ghostly spirit, uh, just last night. And, uh, yes, they do. they, They are about. Now, what used to happen at graveyards is the um, the gases and everything from the bodies and everything would seep through the earth and surface on top of the of the dirt, and so people mistook that for ghosts. But that's what was common in the uh, graveyards, and that's where the theme came up that there were ghosts in the graveyards. A lot of it was just the gaseous material decomposing bodies going up into the up into the air along with other mixtures of organic materials and the same thing happens around lagoons and lakes so the thing of fairies and elves and all kinds of things started to emerge uh the, the earth does produce gases gaseous forms that um, manifest into smoke and mist and as the wind interacts with the with this with this toxic material, it just forms figures and shapes, and it looks like it's moving. 
So a lot of that was was formerly mistaken to be ghosts and spirits. And for the most part, probably 80% of it is. But there is also, in the astral realm, true forms that manifest into smoke or mist that are spirit or soul energies. Yeah, and it was really interesting last night when we saw that. You pointed it out to me on the hedge, and I was... I think it's the first time that I've seen that kind of spirit. I have seen spirits like, um, I mean, well, I've seen many kinds of spirits, but, but in that light type of form, that we have one on our wall permanently imposed, actually, on our wall. But that was not, that's not permanently, that's not a spirit that's permanently imposed on our hedge. <laughs> so it was the first time I saw that form of spirit a passing spirit, some a spirit that's not going to like leave an imprint. Um, anyway, so it was now, interesting now, and, for me. And also, you know, there's there's the also the phenomena of spirits leaving impressions, like fossils. So a spirit can depart from a location and leave its impression, like a footprint. And then that can have a certain attitude of activity. Like when you photograph an object with your iPhone and for a second it may move, just, you know, you, photo, you photograph it and then for one second it moves from one spot. From it one does, because it's like you another. do it in, it, well, what it's called is live mode. So you're, the photo's in live mode and it's a still photo, but it starts in a motion. There's a, yeah. a mo- movement that initiates the photos. So when, you, when you're um, scrolling through your pictures, you can see that there's there's movement in the photo that you have. Yeah. Then it becomes still. Now spirits can do that too. Souls can do that. And the reason the the way to observe whether it's a living energy or just residual is to see if the energy just keeps repeating itself from one motion to another, one motion to another. And then you know it's residual. But if it moves around and it doesn't return to its original spot, then you can start to analyze it as a living, as an existing energy. Now, you got to be careful because if you notice like bees humming around bushes, they'll move around and come back to the original bush, move around, come back to the original bush, and they're not residual energies. They're, they're living they're energies. energies. So you got to be, you got to kind of really look at the ball there and watch it for watch a while. that ball well you know i want to let i want to inform you of something i didn't tell you yesterday so i had an appointment online on a video appointment yesterday and it was during the appointment my third eye started to open just by chance it was so weird i mean it's happened before but it was very intense and I don't know if it was to do with the person I was dealing with because I had to focus on the appointment that I was having. But um, wall, the walls, all kinds of stuff were appearing on the walls and in the, in, the, in the atmosphere. But unfortunately, I didn't have time to analyze it and figure out where it was coming from, if it was our energy spirits or if it was our, the, you know, something to do with this person that I was talking to, which was not, you know, in a, it was a, not a reading. So it wasn't like, you know, oh, now I'm seeing spirits that are attached to this person and we can start to talk about, you know, people that may have passed, blah, 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 that are coming in. Anyway, so yeah, that's the what happened. Uh, spirits will linger around the walls or be within the walls. It's not just, I mean, there's portals and things like that. But the energy of the living human beings in the house, their, their energy moves out of their body and oftentimes is now contained within the walls. Right, but I... So the the energies, the spirits and and whatnot that are involved in the in the interior of the house will will use that energy to sort of hibernate in or activate in. Ah, well then it was less to do with the person I was talking to than it was to do with us. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer says she saw through the veil and was seeing energy. It wasn't a person, but just about a foot from her face. 
So she was seeing, what were you seeing, Jennifer? She was seeing a shoe salesman. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Was there a shoehorn involved anywhere, Jennifer? Yeah. That was a podiatrist, Jennifer. Podiatrist. Um, And uh, there might be a suggestion that you need to have your feet checked. So it's interesting that that would occur, though. I mean, you know, but I've, you know, sometimes that happens when I'm out in public where it'll be just, I know you are more, you've been used to, I mean, you're used to seeing things all the time. But sometimes my third eye will just turn on spontaneously, like when we're out. And I I usually don't mention it. Why don't I mention it to you? I don't know. Well, it was it was really difficult as a kid because I would see living human beings alongside spirits that looked like the sixth sense. I, I, for a long time, I couldn't, you couldn't tell the difference. Tell the difference. I, there's yeah. no way. And these spirits would interact with me and stuff like that. So I didn't know. I, I thought it was normal. But it wasn't until certain spirits started to like disappear in front of me I thought, wait a minute, you know, and then I, my grandfather kind of helped me out with that. Lucky. To discover, uh, to try to understand the phenomena of spirits and ghosts and things like that. And, but it didn't change. I would still sometimes be confounded or confused trying to separate the two. But, uh, but they're there. They're, they're all around us. Um, so Jennifer said what she saw looked like waves, but different colors. And I'm going to say something about that. I asked, she asked, obviously, in her mind conversation, communicating with the, um, communicating with the energy that she saw and was told it was energy. And it was like a drape of energy. Well, in a, no, that, no, 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 no. That was a surfer in jams. What? She saw waves, colorful <laughs> waves. Those are surfers and jams, Jennifer, that, that, that in the spirit world there are, you know, deceased surfers that will <laughs> swim by your vision. Well, when I, we were you doing. Know, jams were those long yeah, trunks. Yeah, jams. They usually had color. Yeah, they were, they came back into fashion in the 80s. A, a jam may be, a surfer may be attracted to Jennifer. Maybe, the, yes, but she's a boyfriend. Well, she's, not, surf's up. she's not even near the ocean. She's in like landlocked. Did they surf in like the Great Lakes? Don't they surf in the Great Lakes? I mean, they've got to be able to do some surfing in the Great Lakes. Body surf. I used to date a kite surfer. I thought she said kike surfer (laughs) because my lies are so bad. (laughs) Okay. Kite surfer named Mark. He had a large nose. Are you sure that was his nose? (laughs) Well, anyway, to Jennifer's wave comments, and different colors when we were doing a third eye exercise um, and we were doing, we were staring at each other in this case. And I looked at you and you were morphing very intensely. I mean, it was the most intense it's been quite some time. And then when I closed my eyes, there was this like rainbow flag. <laughs> it wasn't a rainbow flag, like the rainbow flag for the, you know, for gays. But it was it 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 wasn't those colors. It was like I don't know. It just I can see it in my mind's eye, but I can't describe it particularly. It had blue, well, red, white, but green. But they were more solid colors. And I believe the gay rainbow flag is more pastel-y. Oh. Yeah. So. Because well, I, I was concerned. I mean, I thought, oh God, this may mean that you might go seek a man out soon. Me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyway. No. <laughs> but but anyway, it was a, I saw a flag flag wavy type. The, you know that too. the um my my more infamous incidences of morphing. I was once stopped by a cop. <laughs> and said, you probably were only once stopped by a cop in your lifetime. Yeah. You don't, do you, have you ever had a ticket? No. <laughs> yeah, you did once. Didn't you get it for like driving, driving too, too slow? slow. <laughs> I was driving too slow. On the driving too slow. <laughs> get but, a ticket for driving what? too you slow. Know, it was in front of a cemetery okay. off the 405. Okay. And the cop 
pulled me over and said, you're driving too slow. And I was in a slow lane. Is this when you, this morphing conversation came in? Or I, no, that I was another one. Okay, so we have to get back to that. Okay. Uh, and, um, and the cop said, why are you driving so slow? I go, well, every time I drive by this cemetery, my grandfather's buried over there, and he was a psychic. And uh, every time I drive by the cemetery, my car moans. It, it makes a sound. And the cop said, what? And sure enough, I, 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 got, I, I said, watch. And I turned the motor on, and the car started howling. And the cop did one of those, you know, stereotypes, scratching his head. He goes, what the hell? And he goes, well, he goes, what, your grandfather's buried over there? I go, yeah, he's buried over there in the cemetery. He said, well, he goes, this is weird, but I still have to give you a ticket for driving too slow. So I did get a ticket, but I was only 18, 17, 18. The other time I stopped by a cop, I thought, oh, shit, okay, what am I going to do? So here's this cop walking up towards me, and I remember seeing a picture of the um, chief of police in the press telegram, (laughs) and I morphed into the chief of police. And when he got to the window, I said, what do you want? He went, oh, oh, I'm sorry, sir, I didn't know it was you. I go, well, okay, I'll let you go this time. I said to him, I'll let you go this time. He goes, oh, oh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. So that was the other time. Uh, I'm not supposed to do things like that, but once in a while. Yeah, once in a while. um, Back in the day when Chris and I would go to Disneyland, I'd morph us into law. Back in the day? Did you actually just say that? Oh, my God. Well, you're most hated. Law and Hardy or Richard Burton, that was the tailor. And Kristen would say, why is everybody smiling at us? It's true. It's true. And I go, I don't know. But, you know, sure enough, uh, I, I, I would do those things. And, um, you know, you, you did, well, yeah, and you'd morph us into Laurel and Hardy, and then you'd, like, put your arm around me. Yeah, then I and put my, people would see us, Laura, as Laurel and Hardy, and, like, you yeah, know, I like the couple. I, I did that. If we were standing in line, in I'd sometimes morph the... Uh, Oh, yeah. People would, uh, there were times where people would come up to us and be like, hi, because I think you morphed us into like Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. Yeah, I did that. Yeah. And people would say, oh, hi. And I'd be like, why are people acting like they know us? But it must be an interesting experience being famous and having people approach you as if they know you, even though they don't, because you're famous and uh, in the movies and, you know, they people assume that, you know, you have some kind of relationship because they see you on the, on, on the big screen or the small screen, whatever. Yeah, Strange. Folks, if, if you're, if you, if you conquer the act of morphing, be careful. God, I wish I could. I really wish you know, I could. There's an old Twilight Zone episode yeah. where the character was able to morph into any face he wanted to. <laughs> and I remember this episode and one time he got chased by these convicts who were looking for actually him because he owed them money and he was cornered in an alleyway and so they were coming down the alleyway ready to kill him with knives and he was desperate and he looked over on a wall on the alley on the alleyway of a boxer it was a poster of a boxer and he quickly morphed into the boxer's face. Uh, he, the boxer's face became now his face. He morphed. And the convicts came up and they looked at me. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. And he just acted like the tough guy and said, okay, just, you know, I'll let you go this time. And they walked away. It's a famous episode of Twilight Zone. Well, you have to be in touch. Well, I'm glad. But I saw that before I ever started morphing. I didn't morph as a kid. I was seeing people morph, but I didn't morph myself. Well, then how did you how did you start to be able to morph? Well, psychic energy is much like the development of the human body. It's like saying, how does a baby learn to walk or how well, does yeah, a boy so learn to lift 100 pounds? With age, you, you just kind of do, things yeah, I get it. On it. And it does take some training. Um, uh, my grandfather didn't morph. And he never talked to me about morphing, uh, per se. I discovered morphing on my own when um, I was looking at 
my teacher morphing into a wolf. That's what I was thinking about. Sorry to interrupt you, but I just sort of got it in a way because you could almost absorb the energy of somebody else and turn it into your own, you know, absorb the molecules of their energy and start to learn to morph. Yeah. And that's what I'm thinking, how I may be able to learn to morph. Well, it was rather, I mean, I didn't read a book or anything. It was rather serendipitously that I discovered it. I mean, I've watched Long Cheney Jr., you know, those clips of him forming from a man into a wolf man. And then when I look at people morphing, I actually propeller myself to get an emotion. I actually put an emotion into my third eye. And then I see the morph. Then my third eye opens, and I see the morphing. Now, during that emotional transgression that you I put had within em- me, you put an I, emotional I put feeling emotion into your third into a eye, into my own face, and therefore I morph. Um, but I, then, I, I morph. wouldn't that make? I mean, at the beginning of that process, if you're working with someone else and doing the third eye, and you put their, an emotion into your third eye, and thereby see them morph. And then use that emotion to morph yourself. Wouldn't you start morphing into them? No, no, no? because you direct, you direct, or you, what you're they morphed into. To direct your own, own image separate from what you're seeing, and you just imagine who you want to be, and you become that human being. You, people may think it's crazy, but I've done it with doctors, I've done it with lawyers, I've done it with optometrists, <laughs> ophthalmologists. And they have all seen me morph, and not one Can could explain, explain what they just saw. But every time I did it in front of people in the old days, when I was doing face-to-face readings like that, uh, they they would jump in their seat, and and not one was able to. And I'd ask them, now, can you own what you saw? Do you did you see me change? And they said, definitely. And not changing the different things. Sometimes they would see something that I wasn't intending to change into. So, you know, maybe... Well, that I, can happen my, easily. My, my costumes were overflowing and, you know, I, I didn't realize how many faces could come out. They called Ron Cheney the man of a thousand faces. Um, and uh, sometimes that happens in Morphin. Do we have a call? We do have a couple callers. Oh, good um, donation. Ah, <laughs> uh, why? Well, I, uh, I hope so. I don't know. We're asking for donations today, everybody. Yeah, because our, stay on the air. Stay on the air. Stay on the air. Um, well, uh, there's another story that we have to solve because it's so funny. Um, <laughs> this happened during. You know, the, you come home with these stories on running errands. <laughs> I'm like, this never happens. Um, back in the past, you know, uh, there was something that happened during COVID. That was rather funny at the AAA. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, well, I'll talk about that in no time. Let's get okay, to these calls. Okay. I'm going to take 718 first. Hi. eight, you're on the air. <laughs> Wake like up it. and smell the coffee, 718. You're on the air. You called a radio show. So off, man. Okay, we're going to bring a different caller on. 518. Hi there. Hi, good to see you. Hey there, guys. How are you? Hi. Hi, how are you? 101269. Yeah, you got it. Mm Mm-hmm. How are you? Did you have a nice holiday, vegetarian Mm -hmm. holiday? Valerie. (laughs) I did. Thank you. Well, a lot of carbs. I'm not going to lie. Everything was good, though. <laughs> How about you guys? We did Thai food, so it, we actually the carbs it was really well. It was it was good. It was good. There were some flaws. We had it delivered, but um, yeah. Well, what I have you had, if you don't mind yesterday. me asking? Oh, huh? sorry. I said, no, no, do you no, mind no. if I ask what, what you had? Not at all. No, but yesterday I had a lot of carbs, so I'm feeling like the carb overload. Um, we had mm-hmm. I had a kabocha squash curry which was mm-hmm. really good. And Neil had steamed vegetables. <laughs> oh, well, and he's kind of, he doesn't like a lot of sauces. So, um, and uh, then we shared pad thai, which was not. Oh. Usually we get like drunken noodles or whatever, but um, this time mm-hmm. we got pad 
I was like, do you want eggplant? Do you want pad thai? Um, eggs, sauteed eggplant. And he said, well, we already have vegetables. Let's get the pad thai. And we never tried it from this place before. I didn't think they did a very good job. Their food's actually oh. quite more of an elevated Thai food. But then we had um, fresh rolls, too. And those were good. And a cucumber oh. sauce. So it was good. What did oh. you have? What did you have? Um, let's, let's see. I had mashed potatoes. I had um, green beans. I had... Actually, it was a green bean casserole. That was really good. I know some people either love it or hate it. There's kind of no one between. I like it. Um, I had stuffing. I had rolls. I had, uh, you name it, anything, like I said, carbs, carbs, carbs. No, I did have some other vegetables. I do love my vegetables. Um, So, but it was, yeah, carbs. (laughs) And the next night we had a veggie, um, we had a turkey, like a leftover sandwich. It wasn't leftovers from our place, but it was from Veggie Girl. And they make this Mm -hmm. like turkey stuffing gravy cranberry sandwich. Oh, my gosh. Those are the best. I haven't had one in years, obviously. But, yes, the pilgrim sandwich. Is that what it's called? It's so, Mm -hmm. they don't call it that, but it was really tasty. And it's all vegetarian. Who would have known? You could fill oh, all the meters. Really? Yeah. It was really good. Ooh. So. Yeah. Hmm. So what's going on? I mean, I should be telling you what's going on, but I mean, yes. the job search is probably, you haven't heard. Not from that one company. And I... I, I know it sounds bad, but I've tried to reach out in a few different ways to give her an out, just to send me a thanks, but no thanks, well, in a nicer format. And I'm still not getting anything. I mean, I even went as far as saying, you know, um, because I was told that this is okay to do. If you don't get a job, you can ask them, hey, where did I you know, not? exactly like this but basically where did I falter during my interview so I can hone my skills nothing you know I said I'm sure you've hired someone by now I you know I hope you found a wonderful employee um I ask you what I need to improve on during my interview so I can hone my interview skills thanks so much I look forward to hearing back nothing well you know you're requiring the recruit that you're requiring the the, the higher establishment to do something above and beyond, beyond their normal duties, and they probably just don't want to bother. Right. If that's the case, if they haven't decided yet, uh, what you know, for our general purpose, we our job would be to unblock anything that's around you. That would be, you know, it's not a flaw in your interview or whatever it may be. Let's consider on a psychic level that there could be a block. Not that we didn't pick it up, you know, we didn't pick up that before, but it's quite possible. So let us just examine really quickly because we have another caller. Uh, Do we have a few? We have a few. So we're just going to spend a couple minutes on this, Valerie. But when we talk about a block, I want to ask you something that's sort of extraneous to your own inner condition. And would you say that your closets in your home are packed full or are they neat and orderly? Um, I hang my clothes, I color coordinate everything. Yeah. So my sweaters are color coordinated. My shirts are color like black, you know, red, green, blue, lighter color to lighter color. Then my pants are color coordinated. So in translation, you're talking about the colors of the chakras. So what we're going to do is we're going to promote the green chakra heart. And the, and the bluish chakra, third eye. And we're going to promote those two chakras in your body system together, blend them together so that your heart and your balance matches your vision. And that that, that combination of energy will sort of automatically work to unleash any block that's holding you, if there be one. And then we'll okay. try to if that has any bearing on your future uh, employment possibilities. Let's see okay. what happens. I did just get a job, but oh, it's not with that company. Well, it's not with that company. I mean, I had to take one to take one. 
Well, oh, you got to well, do what you got to do. Oh, well, that's news. That's good news. What what job? Um, it's um, Instacart slash uh, working at a desk. I mean, not a desk, like with, you know, money type thing. Oh, and is it decent pay? It's okay. Okay. It's, it's not... There's, you can either love your job or love what it affords you. This will be a love what it affords me for the moment. This is the job. I'm sorry, I stepped away for a moment, Valerie. This is the job that you're applying for that you're not hearing from, or is it a different? Sorry. This is a job I just got, but it's not what I want, but I had to take oh, something. You got a job. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I just did. Entirely. Just did. Okay. Well... I mean, that's something. You have a job, and you're going to be able to pay the bills that are that you have with this job. You'll be able right. to survive. But I want to know what happened to the other job. I'm baffled, to beyond baffled. <sighs> I mean, well, you know, I what mean, the heck? give him a call. Give him another call. I've tried already a few times. I can't. I mean, my thing, my thought is, I know you're really fixated on the job. But my advice would be, because I, I hear how you're bothered by this woman who hasn't responded to you. Mm-hmm. And I can totally relate. I can totally relate. I mean, I think we've all been through things like that. But I don't know if it's going to serve you the best when you're trying to move forward. And like, for example, you're working this job for stability's sake, but you're probably going to continue to look I imagine mm-hmm. for other work. I, I don't think it's a good idea to stay focused on a job that you didn't get and frustrated about the way the interaction went with this woman. I mean, it's unfortunate and I know you really wanted the job, but I think letting it go is going to be healthier than holding on. That's just my opinion. Cause I think when we talk about blocks, that is something that can create a block. Right, right. Because you're going to be, you know, sitting there suing, and it's just, how can you move forward if you're holding on to this other job that isn't responding to you? Right, right. I don't know. I understand. No, I understand. Yeah. Okay. And then if I may just ask one last thing, and I'll make it very quick. Yeah. Um, I reached out. I will, I promise. Okay. I I reached out to someone a little bit intensified for a while and I just wonder if and or when I will hear back from them. This is a relationship? Ex relationship, old relationship. Is this the Jeff guy? Yeah. Okay. Um, You know, this is going to take another, you've got to call back on Friday because we've got too much. It's it's too much, too little. It's you're asking for a quick answer and it's not a quick answer that I can give or Neil can give in this context. And we want to give you a fair, a fair response. So just call back Friday. Okay. Let me, do you think I will hear back from him? That's just a thing ever. Uh, I think think you, I think you will, but the, the content will be questionable. Yeah. I don't get a good vibe. Okay. Okay. But we can talk about it more. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Let's see if seven one eight has woken up. Are you there, seven one eight? Yes. Hello. How are you? Yeah. Hi. Yeah. We tried to answer you before, but you were—I don't know what you were doing. You weren't there. What's your name? Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. I used the restroom. Oh. (laughs) Well, these are calls. Okay. What's your name? I'm sorry. What's your name? Oh, Esther. Esther. Esther, we haven't heard from you in a long time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, what's your um, birth date again? Uh, April 21. The whole birth date, please. Oh, April 21, 63. 1963. Okay. 5, 6, 7, I don't know why... But I'm getting, I don't know where you're located, what state. In the Bronx, New York. Oh, you're in the Bronx. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm, oh, wait, we just spoke with you. 
he just spoke with you. But didn't you used to call the show a long time ago? Yeah, a long time yeah. ago. Right. A long time ago. Uh-huh. And then you disappeared for a while. Now you're back. Okay, what's your question? Um, About my love life. <laughs> this is, is so going to get any better? The love life. And I remember on the last show I was talking about, didn't I talk about water or boats? Um, I'm trying to I, remember. I think so. And you said you went I'm on cruises. Sure. No, you said you went on cruises. I remember, like with your family. Did you go on cruises with your yeah, family? Yeah, with my okay, mom. Mm-hmm. Now I'm seeing like a river, or I, why am I seeing that again? And I didn't remember who you were. So that's what I. That was my impression. You live in the Bronx. Why am I seeing a river and like, like? Did you ever live in, um, like, any swampy type of environment? No. That's That's weird. Yeah. (laughs) It is. How far are you from the Brooklyn Bridge? Uh, I'm I'm a long ways from the Brooklyn Bridge. (laughs) But I am surrounded by water in the Bronx. You are surrounded by water in the Bronx. Yeah, in the Bronx, yeah. But it's not swampy. But I mean, it's water. No, it's a river. Yeah. Oh, it is a river. There, you have a river. Yes. So I'm in a river. Yes. You are by the river. Okay. Well, that that makes sense. So it's just about your environment. You're wondering about your relationship. So okay, I'll take that. Well, Esther. Troubled. Um. You may not like to hear this, but there's a man who is near. Um. It's situated somewhere around a senior center. And, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if that would be your type of guy, but uh-uh. he, he's not—he's not like doing shuffleboard and drooling from you know his lower lip. But he—he's uh-huh. uh, active and he likes to dance and he's you know attractive for his age. But there is uh-huh. an available. You know, if I was a little bird in your ear, I would say, is there a senior center near you that you're aware of? Yeah, not far. Well, there's a man there that is available who is, look. I feel him looking for someone. He's lonely. He, he's, he's attractive and he's active, uh-huh. but he just hasn't connected anybody. But if you go over there, you may encounter him. That's the best I can give you at the moment. But there's someone specific. Are you concerned about someone specific or are you just... Um, My ex keeps popping up. Yeah, that's what I was feeling. So I thought it was about somebody. What's your ex's yeah. birthday? Uh, April 2466. 66. So you guys have a real strong connection. You're um, two number four two. I mean, you're both born in April. In in he's on the 24th. You're on the 21st. He's a 13-4. He's a 13-4. Oh wait a second. I gotta add him up. Six, ten, twenty. He's a 32-5. You become a four together. But you're you're. I mean, you're. I mean, yeah, five together. Five. Wait, she's. Oh no, they become four, four together. Yeah, like yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, you said 13-4, and you're confusing me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you're. I mean, this was was it a very um, was this connection very passionate in the intimacy category? Yes. Yeah, because. You two have two twos that line up, 22, which is a multiple of 11, second chakra. So, I mean, you know, you can look at the code and say, well, there's probably a pretty hot um, love life. But the um, days are interchangeable. Your two to his four becomes his day, 24. His two to your one becomes your day, 21. And again, you both hold his inverted day in your first two numbers, 24. The years are also interchangeable and they align. So there's a big, there's a connection. But was there infidelity in this relationship, if I'm remembering correctly? 
Um, if it was, I don't know about it. <laughs> okay, so this is what we talked about last time. Um, well, why why do you want to? Why are you interested? In, why did you guys break up? Uh, you know, that's another thing I really don't even know. It well, just happened on the spur of the moment, and that was it. A what? The spur of the moment. It just happened. Like, what precipitated the breakup? Um, precipitated? He he claimed that um, I didn't want to spend time with him on his birthday, which my mother was sick, and I don't know. It was just too many people got involved in in our relationship. Hmm. Why well, didn't you spend time with the mother's birthday? Because her mother, her mother was sick. She was oh. caring for her mother. So, well, I mean, you know, he could have said, well, why don't I come over there and spend time with you while you're caring for your mother? You know, so we can spend yeah. my birthday together. I, I, think, I think his female friends got into his head, you know. Well, there, that's, okay. So, I mean, there's the infidelity. Not, not to say that he was cheating on you with them, but obviously there was a, he has female friends that were interfering in your relationship, which is kind of a form of infidelity because if he's allowing these women to inter, inter, intercept your connection in that way, that's not healthy. That's not a healthy relationship. Yeah. The guy, the guy has security issues. So um, you, you, you you ignited his insecurity issues, and and oh. overall he doesn't trust women, and he's seeking okay. some extraordinary sense of security from them to compensate. And you were you were you're you were distracted, but for with a due cause. But to him, he took it personally, and when he took it personally, it 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 went down into his inner core of insecurity. And then he, instead of dealing with the insecurity, he found a culprit, he found a conduit through which he could build an excuse. Well, she doesn't care about you. She is not, you're not important, whatever. And so you were somewhat discarded. So what he did was he played tit for tat. You discarded him, he discarded you. So that, you know, uh, an understanding can come back and you can join forces again, but it would have to be met with more maturity on somebody's part, if not both. If you're mm-hmm. now, if your harbor is to go back to him because you're, in, because you're insecure about your future with men, then you might as well say to yourself, he's the only man on the planet and I got to go back to him. Otherwise, you're going to be healthy and say, no, look, it didn't work out. I'm not going to retrace the steps and try to make something nice again. It didn't work out. Let me accept it and let me discover somebody new in my life. Now, you said to go to the senior center. I could start the ball going there, or I could activate my own ability to start looking for somebody new, or the universe will somebody send me something new. You don't have to go back to him in order to set to establish a sense of security, Valerie. Uh, yeah, Esther. Esther. Uh, yeah. You know, it, not, you you just accept it. I mean, I you know, I, I I'm getting that it would be better to move forward and not go back to this relationship because I don't think, I don't think the relationship. I mean, it's not true in all cases. Relationships can break up and it can be a mistake and you can go back and it can be a healthy relationship. But I'm just not getting that this was a healthy relationship. So I don't recommend going back. Well, it's bound to happen again. Right. You know, if you go back to him, it's probably going to happen again because he's got an insecure core and you are now insecure within yourself. I did. I mean, do you surround yourself with a lot of male friends? She muted. Hold on a sec. I muted her on accident. So how did she get muted? I didn't even touch the. I didn't even touch this. You got Hello? muted. Hi, hi. You got muted. Hi. And hi. Um, no one touched anything to mute you. It's very strange. But did, did okay. you hear? 
do, do you surround yourself with a lot of male friends? Um, I used to. Uh huh. Um, not not here recently. No. Not so much anymore. I mean, my theory right. is that you know, if you, I mean, yes, you can have female friends, male friends, if you're in a relationship. But if you, right. I mean, it sounds like your boyfriend. I just, the vibe is that he surrounded himself with female friends in order to bolster his confidence and the fact that they would gang up on you. I mean, it's just, you know, that's, yeah. that reveals insecurity in his character. Right. Okay. So we suggest you move forward, Esther. Yeah, I'm going to take that leave of faith. <laughs> but you know what you you know what it sounds you're like oh senior center but if neil's picking that up huh? you want to check it out she's no she's, i am i am um, i'm going to take that i'm going to take that legal face though i want to take it yeah i mean you're you're kind of like at the early well, age we're going to as a senior yeah i know it's frightening 55 yeah seniors do start at 55 uh-huh so, I mean, people okay. sometimes say 65, so, but yeah, let's give it a try. I'm definitely okay, going to do that. Okay, take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, um, we've got... Keep those donations rolling in. Rolling <laughs> in money. Oh, God. 312, and then hopefully we'll get to 216, I don't know. 312, we've got to make this quick. Hi, uh, this is Brian again. How are you doing today? Okay. Hi, Brian. Hi. Doing Okay. Hi, I was uh, calling uh, to look at the chart concerning I'm going through some legal matters right now. Um, I was let go from my job back in May of 2022. Um, my lawyer, not my lawyers, but the did job uh, talked to my former boss yesterday, and for what the investigator said, that everything kind of matched up what I had stated. And I just want to know, do you see a successful resolution for me on my chart? On your what? Chart. On your chart. chart yes. Okay. I, uh, well, we need to get your birth date. Uh, it's January 8th, 1980. 1980. Well, you have... Interesting. I don't remember this story. 919. Yeah, run that past us again. Yeah, I mean... Situation. Hello? Huh? Yeah, run that past this again, the circumstances. Sure. Yes, uh, back in 2021, 2022 school year, I worked as an assistant principal at a school, um, and it was a very hostile working environment for me. The principal really didn't like me that much, and she said that she cut my position for budgetary reasons, but she's being investigated for uh, committing in a retaliatory act as far as my termination and uh, with supporting the claim that I was working in a hostile working environment because of her. You know what's uh, weird? I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, please finish your story and then I'll comment. Yeah, that, I was pretty much done with it. Yeah. Okay, you are done. Um, so the only thing I wanted to say is that you remind me of a caller we used to have named Craig. And there's a similar birth date energy. I think he was a 2792. That's, that's, that's my middle name. That's me. That's my middle name. So it is you. You are Craig. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then there you go. And it is the same birth date. It's the same birth date. <laughs> okay. And you're up, I mean, you've, I remember when you were, you were calling us years ago when you were going through school, getting your master's, PhD, you got married, all this stuff happened. Yeah. During Very the true. time you were on your, on our, 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 on our show, calling the show. Yeah. So what is your objective? You have a lawsuit? Not, we're not in a lawsuit phase yet and hoping to avoid that. Right now, we the, the state is investigating the situation, and they're going to make a decision if they're going to take it up or not. And if they don't, then they'll give me a right to sue letter. Can it go to mediation before it gets to that point? That's possible. 
So, so what are you, you're claiming that you were discriminated against or she just retaliated against you for was no reason? So, it was based on my gender, retaliation on my gender and discrimination based on my gender. Uh, you, and that was one of the major claims. Gender discrimination. Yeah. Yes, but that's defined. Well, I don't know. I mean, in what context? Yeah. What did you, what was done to, 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 you know, well, how she gave, well, she basically gave me roles and responsibilities that was not defined for my position, um, uh, that belonged to other women. And she basically made, accused me of being misogynistic when she, uh, had, you know, basically biases towards men and openly expressed it. So she was biased towards men and expressed that. And, and do, you have any, uh, or do you have any proof or record of that? Yes. Yeah. Well, how, there's going to be some disciplinary action. But then the question is, what are the damages? And if, uh, w- will you actually let go because of her? Did she fire you? Or did she have uh, As I said before, she, she let me go because she said budgetary reasons, but there were no budgetary reasons. issues. Yeah, did she let anybody else go? No. Yeah. Well, you know, she's building she's building a wall of paper because it's not going to stand if there is already an objective towards discriminating against you and causing and claiming that you are uh, sort of prejudiced against women or had a male-dominated attitude, wherein she was assigning you tasks that were supposed to not necessarily be assigned to you. So there could have been a setup there that she instigated, and you were sort of framed. So I think there's going to be uh, – have you achieved your Ph.D.? Yes. Yes. Yeah. There's going to be a settlement, probably. It won't go as far as – it's not going to hit the courts. If there's probably going to be a settlement, and that will be the way it is, and her attorney will probably say, look, you, you, there's documented evidence here. Give it up. You know, just let it go. And so what are you seeking? Damages? What do you want? I want basically, the main thing is I want uh, my job back, but in another place in the company, and I do want uh, – loss of rages and um, pain and suffering due to the fact that a lot really did happen during the time. My anxieties did increase during that period. Not only that, uh, I got fired basically when I, uh, the week after I graduated for my Ph.D. And so there was – Well, the, the, um, the, well you're firing, you're letting go according to budget circumstances – were there higher-ups that agreed to this, or was it just solely her decision? They, the the higher-ups said it was her decision, but we're investigating uh, possible collusion from the uh, higher-ups. Well, I doubt if you're – I, yeah, I kind of doubt if they're going to rehire yeah, yeah. you. They may – they may seek – you may seek damages and seek employment elsewhere. Yeah, did you get another job? I'm still with the same company, but I was demoted from – you were demoted, so you're working at the same company right now. Yeah, but you're still there. And did you have a personal injury? What kind of attorney do you have? A personal injury. Uh, I have a, a, a employer. Employer, like employee law. Employee. The, the discrimination. Yeah, yeah, and does he think? Does he feel you have a strong case? Or she? He's been back and forth, but in, in recent in recent uh, days, he's been increasingly more confident. Yeah, it's probably going to lean towards that there's a cause for action here. And you're probably going to get some compensation and buffeted by more than compensation. And they'll kiss you goodbye. They they can't, I doubt that you're going to be able to force him. I don't know if you want to work there again. I mean, he does work there, though. He currently works there. But he was demoted. Yeah, he was demoted. But, I mean, there's going to be something. I mean, he's still with the company. So either he goes somewhere else and finds another job or he stays in a demoted position yeah. and wins. I mean, that doesn't make sense either. I mean, you know, you can't, they can't force you to demote you again. They can compensate you, but your best 
give them a last kiss goodbye and seek employment elsewhere and seek your damages and call it a day. That, that's what I think is going to be the easiest route for you. But, you know, history may, uh, pre, post-history may prove me wrong. It, you, you might be able to stay, but then, Brian, we have to get into a, a deeper analysis of your uh, energy and birthday, and we're already at our finish line here. Yeah. The time. You can call back on another show, or you can reach us privately. But You got it. Okay. All right. Thank you. Uh, nice to hear from you again. Okay. We have another caller. I guess we're not going to get to them. No. 216. I'm sorry. You're going to have to call back on Friday. And uh, yeah, donate to our show. We, uh, we're we doing our pledge drive. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.